You are listening to the Our Bottom Podcast, proving that podcasting is better than TV. And by TV, I mean your missus. So, have you two heard of Sprinklegate? Sprinklegate? No. Nope. Sprinklegate. Is it, is it some kind of company that sells gates fitted with sprinklers? It is not. I imagine that would be Sprinklergate. Ah, okay. Got an idea for a business. Carry on, Tom. What to go along with your reusable condoms? Maybe keep that one on the back burner as well. No, okay? no, they're going to be under the same umbrella. Okay. I was That's really nice. hoping we could avoid a reusable condom ad in this, but anyway. <laughs> here we are after twenty seconds. Fantastic. Go, go on. <laughs> so, um, so Sprinklegate um was a bit of a drama, um. In the very recent past, actually, at the back end of last year, um, in Leeds, uh, in my neck of the woods. And um, there was a, well, there still is, but there's a bakery in Leeds called Get Baked, which, you know, great name for a bakery, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. And um, West Yorkshire Trading Standards uh, paid them a visit. Um, The owner of the shop described... A man in a very boring tie from West Yorkshire Trading Standards. And he paid them a visit because a customer had inspected her pastry and reported the bakery for using illegal sprinkles. How? How? Like, why? How? I don't. Illegal sprinkles. <laughs> Precisely. Well, I mean, I am going to stress that the reason that they're illegal is in no way interesting whatsoever. It's literally down to just the um, the e numbers um, yeah. in there. Yeah, so basically, she, it's because she turned up by looking at them. Apparently, this woman was was very passionate. I will say that. I mean, I've got about five or six different articles open on the same story here. There's actually very little about how this woman knew. Um, Unless she like went in, bought a biscuit, took it home, got a lab coat on, then uh, jobs are good in. Because I thought you, I thought you was about to say that she's got a passion for sprinkles. She might do. How else would she know, really? I mean, I, as, I had a passion for sprinkles when I was a kid, but that was just to consume them. Consume them. Are you talking about the bit that you put on top of cakes? The thing. Yeah, you... the, the multi-colourful. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or the what? The little, the ones I used to love was the little. It looked like metal, little balls of metal, and then you're just like, oh, I can eat metal. Watch this, munch, and then you seem like you're a hard nut. Are they not metal? No. I don't think metal's supposed to crunch, Alex. No. Well, whatever sound is you going to make when you bite into it? Apart from magnesium, because obviously that's soft. <laughs> Well, I mean, it, w- it wouldn't break under your teeth. Anyway, we're straying from the point here. Yeah. Aluminium, right? So, well, yeah, but okay. that would just be weird. So you've got six articles up, right? Yeah, and they basically, they, none of them refer to kind of how this woman found out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's uh, the E number, E127. Bakers out there, yeah. I, I reckon she just sort of like said it as a joke and just, or just, Trying to call the butcher's bluff, and then the butcher. Quick, was, quick question, quick, quick question, Alex. Alex butcher. Um, butcher. <laughs> <laughs> do you want to rethink that one? Uh, well, they're all 
into one, and no, they're all one thing: butchers, bakers, candlestick makers. Yeah, I, I kind of have a feeling that you're taking this one's from nursery rhyme. Yeah, yep. one deals with dough and sponge, and one deals with butchered animals. So, well, or butchering animals, yes, because that kind of cuts out the middleman there. <laughs> that cuts out the butcher. Exactly. He's merely a salesman. Anyway, <laughs> the seller of meat. Anyway, <laughs> so she's gone to the butcher, baker, whatever. Mm-hmm. Oh, these these sprinkles, by the way, they're they're, they're illegal. Just got E one. No, no, no. She she didn't she didn't go to the the baker. She went directly to West Yorkshire Trading Standards. Oh, and of course West she did. West Yorkshire Trading Standards came in. A man with a very boring tie came in and uh, said, "Right, well, this this isn't happening anymore." But the best part about this is how much the guy kicked off about it. Um. And not in a pathetic way, I think he's been absolutely perfect about this. So it turns out that these illegal sprinkles were used on uh, two different types of uh, confectionery. They had uh, a birthday Bruce, which was uh, loosely modelled on the uh, the cake from Matilda, oh. the Bruce Bogtrotter cake from Matilda. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, raspberry glazed donut cookies. Um Nice. And uh, which he said, which he said, uh, they're not only our best-selling cookie, but they're utterly sensational. <laughs> um, but he, uh, his uh, post was, whilst this might seem like it's not a big deal, it's actually very fucking annoying. <laughs> <laughs> it is highly unlikely that we will find any legal sprinkles that we will use as a replacement. British sprinkles just aren't the same. They're totally shit, and I hate them. Wow. I am extremely passionate about sprinkles. We will obviously need to make some adjustments to the menu in order to compensate for this truly horrendous ordeal. Wow. It's a bit over the top, isn't it, really? You think? And then it it obviously caught traction on Twitter, because of course it did. Um, so there's just a few posts about this bakery in Leeds having an absolute mare because somebody reported them over sprinkles. Wow. Um, Is it only illegal in West Yorkshire? It's it's in the UK because it's a leftover EU regulation. So why is it the West Yorkshire Trading Standards? Why is it not the UK Trading Standards? Why is West Why is the West Yorkshire got its own trading standards? Is what I want to know. Have you bought anything in Leeds that well, would no. be subject to uh, trading standards? No, but I've been through the West Yorkshire in a car, and I couldn't see anything as to why they would have their own trading standards. Well, it's not like some rampant hive of villainy where everyone's selling things inappropriately. No, I'm just a little bit annoyed that the West Yorkshire sees itself as separate from the UK. Clearly. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure every region has its, tra- its own trading standards. It's not just the UK trading standards and then there's the, the Rebel Alliance of West Yorkshire. <laughs> <laughs> but it Against just the Death comes, Star. Yeah. It just comes across as like the West Yorkshire trading standards is its own separate... Trading standard not governed by the UK, formerly the EU. This is the thing. I mean, I was worried that it was going to take a bit of like a like a, a Brexit fueled tirade because it's just <laughs> like, oh, this is the kind of rubbish that the EU is leaving on us. But he um, he posted again about it, and he said uh, to whoever reported us to trading standards, all I have to say is, dear lord, what a sad little life, Jane. <laughs> um, 
<laughs> my daughter, who is now seven months, has to live with the fact that daddy can't take her to Disneyland because man can't sell any fucking cookies. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then the uh, the West Yorkshire Trading Standards uh, piped up and they said, uh, we can confirm that we have advised the business concerned that the use of E127 is not permitted in this type of confectionery item. We stand by this advice and would urge all food business operators when seeking to use imported foods containing additives to check that they are permitted for use in the UK. Um, See, so, what uh, I would have done is if... <laughs> I was his butcher slash baker is I would have carried on making the um, cookie obviously not with the illegal sprinkles I would just use the standardised UK sprinkles which I think are fine but I'll also put in some marijuana and I'll send them for free to Jane to who? Jane Jane. Did you say her name was Jane? Well, it's a it's a reference to a famous come dine with me scene. I don't think her name was actually Jane. She was, an, she was an anonymous tipster, Alex. I don't think she goes around like kind of saying, I'm Jane, I'm here to save the day. Well, she's from, from the West Yorkshire, so it's safe to assume her name is Jane. So how does that equ- uh, all right. it does all yeah right. I don't I does. don't know a single Jane in my five years of living here but go on it, yeah it, it exists um and then yeah just as a kind of oh oh are you a bit high now Jane oh did you get a bit high on my cookies you didn't like the last recipe oh what's that you can't go to work now oh what you've been sacked because you operated some machinery under the influence of marijuana because you ate one of my cookies oh what a shame you Bastard. Are you friends with this man? (laughs) (laughs) So uh, there's a couple, just to to kind of close off this uh, sorry tale, um, there are a a few kind of excerpts from his uh, Facebook page afterwards. Um, So he said, uh, so while he was waiting for the outcome from uh, Trading Standards, he said, um, the sprinkles are imported from the USA and may contain colourings that aren't allowed over here. They're being tested and we will find out next week. I realise how insane this is. Uh, unfortunately, I am only prepared to use them and no others. If I can't use them, I won't use any. I will be on sprinkle strike and won't budge for no man. Um, sprinkles you can get in this country are totally shit. They look wank. They bake wank. The Bruce cake will never be the same again. Uh don't even get me fucking started i'll tell you one thing though if this doesn't result in any t-shirt slogan i'm hanging up my fucking hat done and done um and then while the uh, while they were being investigated he put a few posts out on instagram of the uh, cookies still with the sprinkles on um and just kind of showing off because obviously he didn't know how long he was going to be able to continue to make them for. And um, the perfect response on Instagram was someone saying, the secret ingredient is crime.
Uh, so hello, uh, good morning, good afternoon, good evening to you all. Uh, welcome to Our Bottom Podcast. Uh, I do believe we're, um, now that this is what, the 8th, 9th episode? 9th episode. It's the 9th episode. Mm-hmm. Bloody hell, it's going quickly. Um, it's been fun so far. And um, that was obviously the voice of Nick you heard there. So um, hello, Nick. Hiya. How are you, mate? I'm good, buddy. Like, been very, very, very like mad world at the uh, at the moment. But yes. yeah, yeah, we'll we'll delve into that in a bit, won't we? You yeah. right? all around him are familiar faces. Ah, so. <laughs> uh, the um, undeniable voice of Tom. Hello, Tom. How are you? I'm all right. I've also been exceptionally busy, but I'm not going to descend into Duran Duran lyrics. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, did Duran Duran do the original of Mad World, or was that Tears for Fears? Hold on, yes. I'm going to have to. I'm going to have to do some Googling now. I'm loving the insecurity in Tom's voice that he makes. If I get something wrong about music, I may unalive myself. <laughs> it was Tears for Fears. So, yeah, my bad. Sorry, everyone. Yeah, Good. you just need to check your facts next time before you open your gob. Ah, oh, this episode's going fantastically already. Yeah. I hate myself. <laughs> yeah, and we hate you too. Now I feel like we've just throughout the whole episode, we should just, should just drop in Duran Duran lyrics <laughs> just just to see if tom picks up on them excellent i think i think well i mean you say excellent but nick name one of you to a kill <laughs> of course it's fucking james bond Jesus <laughs> of course it is <laughs> and, uh, yeah yeah of course and and um famously what's the name of the, oh, oh my god can't blank what's the name of the main dude from duran duran dave uh simon leblanc uh yeah, no simon leblanc, LeBlanc. <laughs> Yeah, that's his name. Not LeBlanc. Yeah. Simon LeBlobby. That's his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, um, you know, when there was the Live Aid concert, you know, um, Queen, you know, uh, easily and has been officially voted on numerous awards and all of that stuff in regards to the greatest rock gig ever. And when Freddie Mercury was doing, you know, his to the crowd and whatnot, uh, they were just like, oh, um, the best uh, singing uh, by an artist uh, live reaction moment in the world and then on that day very when, niche what, category uh, yeah. when, when Thingy Majiggy was doing um, um, A View to a Kill he obviously you know his his balls dropped didn't he he was like you know and then it was hailed as the worst note <laughs> ever voted around the world so um, Amazing for both the best and the worst of all time to come in the same gig. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. So you got Freddie, the, you know, the front man, the best front man of all time, is going, oh, you know, and all that, and he goes, Kiss! yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, what a fucking surprise! I have to pop up again. Nick took the feedback from last time about getting too close to the fucking microphone, remembered it for 10 fucking minutes and then fucked the whole thing off. The following bit brings out Nick's passion and emotion, and the lad clearly got carried away. Fucking tool. Don't know why I fucking bother. Fuck. Are you guys Bond fans? No, no, not really. You're not I've, to the to the point where I've actually never seen a Bond film. Get out! I think I used to just be annoyed. When back in the day, it used to be on ITV, right. and it'd be on like a Tuesday or Wednesday night, and I th- it it annoyed me because that meant there wasn't Champions League football on the telly. Fair enough. I mean, the reason why I asked is because I didn't know if you've seen the most recent Bond film, No Time to Die. Now, 
I haven't got the time for that, no. Yeah, no, well, clearly you haven't. Which is why he's still alive. <laughs> yeah, essentially. I've got but no like, time to die. Yeah, but the thing is, is that there's a bit in it, which I was watching the other day, and since I watched it the first time, I did notice there was a bit in it where I was a bit like, that's quite interesting. Because there's a bit where Bond, it's not giving anything away, a plot spoiler, but essentially he's on a motorbike and he's driving around like a maniac around Italy. And he turns up at this hotel that he's staying at and he drops the bike and he's walking into the hotel. And then um, the head uh, kind of waiter or maitre d', I think it's called, you know, the main person who's mm-hmm. in charge of the doorman. Um, he just comes out and, and he's he's got a little bit of a ball patch and he's got a really thin moustache. And he, and he goes... But your luggage is already down here, Mr. Bond, as your wife requested. <laughs> but it's the way he says that last bit, and he smiles, and his eyes are really dark, and he's got a thin mus- you know, moustache, twirling moustache. And I'm a bit like, how many takes did it take for them to do that? Do you know what I mean? Because it just sounds, it's so obvious that I'm a villain. He's like, oh, your luggage is already down here, Mr. Bond. As your wife requested. But how many stereotypes did they want to hit? Yeah, I know. But the thing is... He's on a motor. I bet you wasn't on a motorbike. (laughs) I bet you was on a fucking Vespa. Yeah. Um, Yeah. He's turned up to to this hotel in Italy. I mean, no no British film ever set in Italy has ever gone well. (laughs) Yes. You know, fucking move it to Serbia. Change it up a little bit. Um, (laughs) Right. And Are you listening to this, the producers of the Bond <laughs> franchise that's been going for over 50, 60 and, years? And the, I'm going to wager the, a guess at no, but yeah. yeah. And the villain has a thin, thin moustache. Yeah, but he's with, not a villain. This is the thing, Alex. It was you just told like. You me he was. Yeah, oh, no, no. He look, I said he looked like a villain. He's got a thin moustache and a bald head. But he's like, as your wife requested. And. <laughs> And I've just got this thing of it being like, because it's Daniel Craig's last Bond film, I don't know why, but in my head I've got this idea and image that it's the last scene that Daniel Craig is filming as James Bond, right? And the director just wants to get it over and done with because it's very emotional. You know, he's apparently the best James Bond ever and they just need to do this one scene and this one extra just needs to say this one line and that's it. But he just keeps cocking it up. You know, it's just like, right, so take, you know, take 12, Go. But your luggage is already down here, Mr. Bond. As your wife. Stop! No, cut, cut, cut. <laughs> We've discussed this many a time. What's the line? And then he goes, <laughs> But your luggage is... No, not that bit. You know damn well what bit I'm talking about, right? Say that bit of the line. As your wife requested. Yes, yeah, yeah, that's bit. Say it again. As your wife requested. Right. Do it again. And do it like that. Daniel's over there. He's having a fag. It's his last scene as James Bond. He's been nominated for a BAFTA. He's the best Bond we've ever had. And this is last scene. And he's really cheesed off. And you're cocking it up. So concentrate. <laughs> Action. <laughs> but you're looking... Not that bit. The next bit. <laughs> as your wife. <laughs> I will say, Nick, you do have this uncanny ability to make me enjoy a scene from a film that I haven't seen. It's Although I, I think if I ever do see it, and let's be honest, it's a big if, if I ever do see it, it's not going to live up to that. I'm going to have to dig out specifically that scene, aren't I? Please do. So, so Nick, if you, I'm going to ask, how would you how would you have done that? How would I have done it? Yeah. Okay. Your luggage is already down here, Mr. Bond. As your <laughs> so so the reason it stood out for you is because he actually delivered it perfectly <laughs> no, he was like, okay all right i'll go 
Oh, your luggage is already down here, Mr. Bond, as your wife requested. Really, it's literally that simple. But I've just got this image that the... This is why you're not an actor anymore. Yeah, no, it definitely is. They should have got Matt Berry to do it. But your, but, but your luggage is already down there, as your wife expected it. <laughs> as your wife requested. As your wife requested. <laughs> Father! Uh, yeah, exactly. Whiskey! Yeah, whiskey. But, you know. And the, 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 Fuck yeah, you. But none of them could do it because of time. But, yeah, and then it's just like, right, cut. We're going to go for lunch, and then we're going to come back, and we're going to see how it's going. And everyone goes like up to the place where the you know the uh, the trailers where they have food, and you just hear, see this guy in this tuxedo with the moustache, and he's just practicing looking at this script with this one line, just going as your wife. <laughs> and Daniel Craig's like, please, please, just let this end. <laughs> Speaking of letting things end, this seems like a perfect segue into. Um, this uh, this episode's edition of Nick's crap DVD giveaway. Um, because Nick has just basically shown us how he is a national treasure. Um, and mm. if you remember from the confusion episode, we asked you to send in any kind of facts or thoughts that you think might blow Nick's mind, just to basically see how he reacts. Now, we've had three entries, which, on a side note, listeners, up your game, because we, we, we need more than this. However, the three that we've got are so beautifully different that, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm kind of happy that there are only three. So, okay. I'm going to say the first one is the most out-and-out out interesting. I don't think it's going to confuse Nick, but I am interested to share it with him because, as he has just shown, he is a bit of a film buff. Yes. Ian from London has uh, has sent us a message. First of all, Nick, are you aware of the film, the 1927 sci-fi film, Metropolis? I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it, no. Well tangentially related to what you were talking about slightly earlier it's the film that they use a lot of um the footage in in the video for radio gaga all right so uh so yeah huge sci-fi film um so at that time in 1927 they had no special effects but the whole thing was made on such a huge scale yeah so um ian from london he discovered it when he was doing youth theater in basingstoke but uh, yeah, so the, this it was originally closer to three hours, but then you know kind of got cut for um, because they thought it wasn't going to sell well, it wasn't going to perform well in in theaters, etc. But they have recently kind of found all of the lost footage and kind of rebuilt it into what it was originally meant to be, so you can synchronize the original score with it, and apparently it's you know stunning. Wow. Um, okay. But what's uh, interesting about it, so it was um, directed by somebody called Fritz Lang, a German director called Fritz Lang. The, uh, the novel that the film was based on was written by his wife. Um, so, and she essentially wrote it so he could write the screenplay for it. Okay. And um, so Fritz Lang, as you might have guessed from the name, German. Fritz? Um, yep, that's the one. So, so, 
You're getting very excitable. So No, it's his mother screaming after him when he forgot his packed lunch. When this film was being released initially, um, 1927, mm. in Germany, mm. who should <laughs> stumble upon seeing this film but our good friend Adolf mm-hmm. and his, uh, his cohorts? Mm-hmm. And they loved it, absolutely loved it. They arranged a meeting with Fritz Lang um, to basically ask him to be kind of head of like filmmaking, kind of the, the propaganda films for what would eventually be the Nazi party. Right. And do you know what uh, Fritz Lang's response to that was? No. On the same day, he fled the country and <laughs> never returned. Um, and I, I just like that. I don't think it's overly confusing. I think that's a very reasonable thing to do. Well, he just ran away. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, just left left the country. After discussing the matter with his wife and family and friends, he sent a nice covering letter to Adolf with some shit in it saying, go fuck yourself. <laughs> he didn't do that. <laughs> I don't think... I don't think that website existed back then. I mean, I might, no. I might be wrong. I will stress, though, that... Um, he didn't move to the UK. He moved to France, so it would have to be sendshit.fr. It, uh, yeah, but he, might, he, might, he probably went via Calais. From Germany to France, he wouldn't have had to go anywhere near the channel. It so probably not. It depends on the route. The scenic route. Okay, yeah, so that, that's, that's the first one. So I would like to say thank you to Ian for sending that in. I don't think it's entirely in the spirit of confusing Nick, but no. I, for one, am quite interested by all that. It's been a hell of a history lesson. Nick, I'm going to give you the choice for the next of the two entries. We have um, a Twitter post and we have a question. Which would you like to hear first? Uh, A question because I'm hoping it's from, you know, Her Royal Highness, your mother. My mum has not entered this week. What? Although it is from a former entrant. This this question comes from uh, Dan from Liverpool. He asks, quite simply, if anything is possible, is it possible for anything to be impossible? I sometimes ask a similar question to kids when I say, when is something nothing? <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> when is something nothing and nothing is something? Nick, how old are these children again? About five. Why are you asking them <laughs> such in-depth questions? Well, they're, they're going home. They're going home just like, huh? They're probably thinking that's homework. Well, yeah. And they've got to come back to school with the question answered correctly and they're at home confusing their own parents by asking a question that I don't think even you know the answer of. Well, do you know what? I think that was an Fucking actual... Fucking hell. I think that was an actual time where a, where a girl, a little girl, like I asked her that, and I said, go and ask your mum and dad, not thinking she would. She then went home. She did ask her mum and dad. And then she came back the next day with a proper answer and everything. Like, as in being like, oh, no, because the thing is that if we didn't have nothing, then nothing is created by something, but the something needs to be, you know, and it kind of went on that. I just, again, I zoned out. Um, and um, But you but you asked a question. Yeah, uh, but I, re- I really didn't care. Uh, but, um, then I asked a question? So then I said to her, I was just like, yeah, but if you had nothing, like, think, I said to her, think of nothing. Uh, and then she went, okay. And I went, well, straight away, you just thought of something. She was like, no, I didn't. I was like, yeah, you did. You thought of a hippo on a balloon and she was like now i've got that in my head i was like yeah exactly you're not answering correctly right and you haven't answered dan's question correctly what was was the question or at all in fact (laughs) 
If everything is possible, yes. is it possible for something to be impossible? No. <laughs> Can you expand upon that? No. <laughs> <laughs> then how? Then how do you know the answer is, is no? Then because it's possible, isn't it? But it's impossible. Yeah. Well, it's not impossible for me to say no. It's not possible. No, but if it, if something is impossible. Which it isn't. Then, which is why I'm saying it isn't. But everything can't be possible if it's if something can be impossible. No, that's just someone who's got too much time in their hands to think of another word to think of an opposite word for possible. Well, impossible. Yeah. But impossible is a word that does exist. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, within its what own I'm right. saying is that the word possible came about like at some point in year one or year two or whatever, right? Um, of planet Earth, someone said, you can do anything you like, it's possible. Right, your answer to that qu- first question is no. Yeah. No. Yeah. Right. No. Okay, there you go. Fucking hell. So, uh, Dan, if you're out there, the answer is no, apparently. Thanks, Dan, for, you know, contacting us. Yeah, I bet he's thrilled. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's not sitting listening thinking that was a complete waste of fucking time. <laughs> so... <laughs> To uh, to move on to our final entry. Yes. Now, with with this being a Twitter post, I should stress that it is fantastic. The person who submitted it isn't the person who wrote the tweet. Right. And for that, I am actually extremely thankful. Okay. To anyone of a sensitive disposition, I'm going to warn you now, this tweet is absolutely filthy. If you don't want to listen to this, then just, just skip forward about five minutes. Otherwise, turn up the volume... To full. I can't imagine Nick's reaction is going to be PG rated. And please bear in mind that these episodes are explicit. So if you are sensitive, well, whatever. <laughs> it's your own fault. Yeah. So shut up. Yeah. Peggy three. <laughs> so Jake, we're not a game. <laughs> so um, James from Faversham has uh, sent a screenshot of a tweet, and um, the original tweet is from Paris Hilton. And it's of her looking into the camera, looking very, very unimpressed. And with the caption, tell me something I don't know, dot, dot, dot. Oh, God. Somebody has, within the hour, (laughs) taken that extremely literally. And they've said, I once fucked a jar of goose fat while watching your sex tape. (laughs) to be knighted uh, uh, oh god man after your own heart Nick yeah oh god oh that's brilliant oh I don't have any thoughts on that except well done yeah <laughs> well done you've won the DVD <laughs> yeah we don't we don't know who you are it wasn't the answer to question and you didn't actually answer it but you've won anyway <laughs> <laughs> oh. so we find ourselves at a little bit of a crossroads here because oh. If we're being perfectly honest, only one out of those three entrants was actually in the spirit of the competition. However, 
That last entry is one of the best things I've ever seen. Well, we need to decide on it between us, don't we? I mean, okay. If we're if we're being totally obviously the only one that actually confused Nick, which was the point of the exercise, <laughs> was the second one. Yes. However, I will say, obviously, you know, kind of shout out to him for being very interesting, James. How you had that kind of in the you know, just saved, ready to go at a moment's notice like this. That confuses me, but it's brilliant. It's genius. I think on balance, in regards to the content and the point of the competition, I think it has to be the second one. But the third one was the funniest. Uh, Absolutely. So, I mean, James, do try again in future because... If you can keep us giving you stuff like that, even if it's nothing to do with the question that we've asked, it's very we'll entertaining. We'll read it. Yeah, and if anyone has anything funny that they'd like to share, just send it in. It doesn't have to be with the competition. Most of what we enjoy is just laughing at shit. So if you can send a shit to laugh at, brilliant. That'd yeah. be great. Because it's, <laughs> it's because it's your podcast as much as it out is ours, isn't it? So, you know. <laughs> Which is a nice way of saying otherwise we don't have any content. That's true as well. So are we agreeing that Danny has won this week's competition? Yes. And we absolutely are in agreement that Danny has won this week's or this fortnight's next crap DVD giveaway. And remind us again what, what DVD it was that he won? I can't remember. That's good. Oh, for fuck's sake. It's good knowledge. Um, which one was it? The crow. Um, no, it wasn't the crow. The crow was the last one. Uh, the expendable. Oh no, that's the proud one. Uh, or I don't know. I'll send it to you, Danny. We'll figure it out, and um, <laughs> I'll invariably put in the trailer guy who seems to be correcting our mistakes every single fortnight. I love it <laughs> at the moment. I love it. So the uh, he's going in here. Thanks, Tom. Yes, I am again on hand to clear up after your ineptitude. Absolute fucking trio of amateurs. You pricks don't pay me enough for the horse shit I have to put up with. Back on topic, the crap DVD that Dan has won this week is, in fact, The Crow. Like Nick already said. Because wouldn't you know, they fucked it up last time as well. Alexandra from Chile won a copy of Mean Girls, but these tossers wouldn't know organization if it bit them on the leg. Here's a hint. Get a fucking spreadsheet. Bastards. So, congratulations, Danny, and, um, yeah, enjoy the DVD. Um, yeah, believe it or not, we do actually have a theme for this episode, and we haven't even touched upon it yet, although I feel like I've already kind of been feeling the mood or the emotion towards Nick throughout half of this recording so far. Uh, Throughout half of your life. Yeah, yeah, more than half my life actually, which is kind of worrying now and makes me feel old. Good. Actually, no, it's less than half of my life. Hang on. No, it is more. No, it is more now. This is making me feel angry. Carry on. Yes. Well, well done, Nick, because this episode is about wrath. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, 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 dun. You will feel my wrath. Yeah. yeah. So actually, fir- first point, wrath or, or wrath? So wrath. Going, what are we going I'm, going with, I'm going for wrath just to please the people that say wrath. <laughs> Whilst directly upsetting the people who say wrath. Yeah, but then you've you've then pleased the people that say wrath. I didn't say they were right. I'm just giving them a voice. The, the sound of wrath rather than wrath. Wrath sounds like, very closely, the other word, raft 
another thing that you get to see whereas wrath it seems a bit more like something's really whole and you know a massive ball of pain is going to come towards you by the same logic doesn't it just sound like rat <laughs> yes <laughs> anyway so uh, yes anger slash uh, slash wrath mm. um, or wrath or wrath or rat um, or, or rat or raft. Yeah. So, <laughs> because I can't be asked doing it for both of those words, I have uh, only got the Oxford English Dictionary definition of wrath uh, for this week's episode, which is as follows. <clears throat> Vehement or violent anger. <laughs> Intense Right, Nick, that wasn't even subtle. Can you if you're gonna if you're gonna make noises, can you like get them to go along with the theme? And also that's very similar to your hatred noises. Alright, so I'll do a different one. Go on. Give it give it a rest. All right. So <clears throat> Vehement or violent anger. Intense exasperation or resentment. Deep indignation. Righteous indignation on part of the deity. Violent. That's just wretching. Violence or extreme force of a natural agency regarded, regarded as hostile to mankind or growth. I can confirm that that is the sound of Nick relaxing his bowels after a curry. No, there was there was straining there. So, yeah. <laughs> the whole the whole all of it was just straining. <laughs> Take a laxative. <laughs> Make your life easier, for fuck's sake. Oh, wow. From wrath to lax. Yeah. <laughs> You're listening to our yeah, bottom, bottom podcast. <laughs> Where yeah. are these places? Oh, God. Jesus. Um, yeah, well, you know, anger and wrath, it's all, you know, we've all been there, haven't we? And I mean, kind of, yeah. Are you going to say that every time? Yeah, we've, we've all been there. <laughs> But this is this is a thing. Obviously, we know through the hate episodes, which I feel it's going to be an episode we'll probably be falling back on a little bit as as we go on because they do tie in. But we know how I can be when something angers me. Yeah, Nick, don't do the impression. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, well, yes, we do. We know it very well. But for for yourself, Nick, because. We haven't really seen it from you. Seen what? Ang- wrath Ang- anger. I mean, apart from towards me. Yes. When I mentioned Justin Timberlake. Oh, fuck. Uh, yep. Go on. But, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not experiencing wrath. I'm just experiencing I'm just, unfair judgment. I'm just biding my time. <laughs> which is what wrath's about. Um, is it is is Wrath playing the long game? I don't think it is. Well, do you know what? I actually looked up in prep for this. I looked up actually because um, you didn't know for, for listeners what we, what we sometimes do is we actually discuss um, for each episode we discuss about okay um, what we think it's about and whatever. And I remember Alex very clearly kind of being a bit like, oh, anger, wrath, they seem very different, but then. I remember us discussing at the same time saying they're very similar. So what I did was I looked up um, like an article which says wrath versus anger. And it says wrath or anger, two um, different terms which can identify, uh, which have obviously certain differences. But according to Christianity, uh, obviously wrath belongs to the deadly sins. 
Um, this highlights that unlike anger, wrath is much stronger in its form. Uh, anger is a, a displeasure that we have, but wrath is not a mere displeasure, but anger with vindictive motives. So, for example, a person may become angry, shout and harbour negative feelings towards another person, but he or she learns to get over this. Whereas with wrath, it is not as simple as that. As time passes, um, his or her wrath only increases. Um, so it's like seems like anger is just a short bit of intense negative emotion, whereas with wrath, it's the long game. Yeah, like Iago from Othello, something so, like so that. So wrath is having problems with, with anger management. I think it's more... Obviously, it would have that in it, but I think... You have such intense anger towards a th uh, a person, a place, or a thing that you don't just let it all out in one foul go. Do you know what I mean? It's like on a drunken night out when you know some lads are at the pub and they get rid. Oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna punch you. Whatever. It's all done within you know a, a pathetic fight within like ten minutes. Why are you going out drinking with Kermit the Frog? <laughs> Christianity <laughs> and the Christians believe that the yeah, anger is indeed it's a short burst of intense negative energy which is just sort it's just like bah, it vomits itself up and that's it whereas with wrath it's actually something that by where i think it's it goes much deeper than anger um like for example when i'm driving around or whatever i'll get really angry at another person like cutting in from me um you know when i'm on a dual carriageway or whatever i feel really angry at them and be like oh you stupid piece of shit or whatever but that but that you know or you, i wish you, your mum wishes you'd never been born or something like that but that very quickly goes away and then i don't think about it whereas with wrath it seems like that somehow hits a point in my heart and in my brain in my subconscious where i feel that same intensity of anger but it goes on for a longer period of That's, time yeah. where I will actually try and do maybe potentially little small things to try and get out that sense of anger. Yeah, so, that's, yeah. that's what I'm talking about. It's, it's yeah. a lack of anger management. Yeah. Um, where you just need to kind of go, for those people that are like that, if you've seen the film, Goosefaba, and you rub your ears, Goosefaba, and apparently that calms you down. What film? Anger management. Oh, I see. Yeah, I think it's um, I think it's a scientific, scientifically accurate film. What by way? If you rub your earlobes, then and say goosefeather in those moments. Doesn't matter where you are. Are you sure it's just not Adam Sandler going for cheap laughs? No, not at all. Because um, I think we can all agree he's a much more nuanced actor than that, Nick. Come on. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I think we can all agree Adam Sandler's not exactly a comical actor. Yeah, I mean when he's in such serious films as Pixels. And fifty first days. Well, yeah, I've now I've not really laughed. I've not really laughed. I've I've watched it as if it's as like fifty first days to me is a romantic drama. Yeah, I will. Uh, I would like to take this opportunity to congratulate Nick on being one of maybe four people in the known universe who remembers that the film Pixels existed. Oh God, it was because I didn't. I don't think I've even heard of that I, film. I saw it at the cinema and I saw the trailer for it and it was treated like half comedy, half serious. And I'm like, yep, utter, utter, all dog, dog shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think we've sworn so much in an episode, but yeah. There's still time. There's still time. Um, I will say, just tangentially, while we're on uh, definitions and kind of our, our understanding of what wrath is, uh, it's also an acronym for the Western Rail approach to Heathrow, which I think a lot of people forget. So that's See, now, that is interesting. That's what I feel like this episode should be about. What? Heathrow Airport? Yes. <laughs> right? <laughs> 
This is the proposed train line to go between uh, Slough, Reading, and Heathrow Airport. Great. And yeah. uh, it's set, set to be uh, finished in 2024. But, but, you know, but you know what? There, there is objection to it. Oh, and really? He, and people are very angry about it. Okay. Oh, I love how you crowbar that in. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Busiest airport in the world, isn't it? No. Well, no, not, no, not in the not world. In the world. No. In Europe. In mm, probably not in the UK, yes. Okay, fine. It basically it's it's over capacity. That's that's the problem for Heathrow Airport. Okay. Uh, the busiest airport in Europe is actually Istanbul. So. Oh wow! Did not know that. You do now. Yeah, you learn a lot doing. He- this. Heathrow is eighth. Only eighth. So. Was that in Europe mm. or the world? In Europe, yeah. I'm surprised it's as low as eighth. Yeah. Yeah, I could go through the list, but I think we're running the risk of this tangent going a bit dry. <laughs> What's fourteenth? I reckon Tallinn. Uh, no, uh, Munich is fourteenth. Yeah. Um, Geographically, yeah. not that far. <laughs> <laughs> you started this, Tom. But yeah, anyway, let's go back to what we are really talking about, um, Tom. Hello. Um, let's get a bit more of your understanding of kind of your feelings between anger and wrath, how they relate and maybe not even relate. Uh, I mean, thank you for giving me possibly the unclearest question to answer. Well, no, it's, it's, um, it's not, is it? It's, it's beyond clear. I'm asking you to answer. <laughs> it's, beyond, it's, it's so far beyond clear that it goes all the way around full circle to not making any fucking sense. It does. So, <laughs> when you edit it, listen to it closely. I have to. That's the point of editing. Yeah. So you'd be like, oh, when... it does make sense. He's, he's given me an open question. This is 30 seconds we're not going to get back. Yep. <laughs> Fuck my life. So, <laughs> when I experience it, I kind of... And this is something that I wanted to obviously kind of share from myself, but also get you to to kind of have your your say on is the kind of, I suppose, involuntary reactions that you have to it. I mean, obviously, as you said earlier, Nick, some people obviously just kind of shout and get it off their chest and get over it. Some people stew on it like Nick. I don't stew on anything. He said in the most stewing voice possible, but um, as your yeah, wife. I, oh, <laughs> get over it, Nick. I can't. So, so why is he doing that? With uh, so with that, I mean, are you prone to kind of making any? If if something angers you when you're on your own, do you have any kind of like audible or physical reactions? Who me? Either of you. Whoever's willing to engage at this point. I slam doors. Ooh. You're one of them. Yeah. You're odd. Yeah. yeah you're... I just... <laughs> <laughs> I slam doors and go for a walk. Fair. Yours is mm. slamming doors. Mine is I just get more animated with my hands and I do a lot of pointing and then I do my teacher face unintentionally. And apparently I've been told if you actually do genuinely piss me off or make me really angry, I apparently can scare the shit out of anyone. Mm. I think it's the eyebrows. but Well, yeah, it, don't, your eyebrows are just naturally scary. Well, they're slugs, aren't they? So Yes. Yeah, which is quite good. But, Do you know, um, when I first met you, Nick, the first thing I remember remembered about you was your eyebrows. What what was it about them? Of how when you was doing an impression of 
um, Mr. Bean. Oh, yes. Um, how you used your eyebrows quite a lot in the impression. Yeah. And then I just went, my God. Look at those eyebrows. <laughs> that man. Dear, <laughs> that dear man. Lord. Those eyebrows. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah, yeah. But it is just, you know, everyone has their own tics, don't they? But the thing is, is that with, like, I'm trying to really think of a time where because wrath can be slightly associated with a form of kind of revenge, can't it? Where you feel so much anger towards someone that you kind of, rather than just go vomit it all on them, be like, oh, I hate you, I don't like you. You just do little digs. But I genuinely can't think of a time when I've done that. Um, so you're saying you don't think there's been a time where you've been passive aggressive? Not properly in my heart, no. If anything, it's more for comic effect. So I'm always passive aggressive. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh oh yeah, Alex. You know what? Me and you, for the first time in this whole season, we agree on something. <laughs> <laughs> Even when I'm like angry with someone like at work or wherever, mm-hmm. I just, I, I just kind of get, I let them know that I'm not happy. Mm-hmm. But I don't go screaming and shouting and, and calling them every name under the sun. Mm-hmm. So yeah, in that, in that respect, I'm definitely passive aggressive. But don't you think, like within that, like when you're passive aggressive towards someone, don't you think? Um, do you think that's a kind of an emotional um, feeling that you have inside you, which you could potentially control? As in, you could feel the, those things, but then exterior be like. Just let you know, I'm really cheesed off with you. Well, pa- passive passive aggressivity or passive aggression is is something that there's really kind of like a huge sliding scale on, and you absolutely have control over it because you can kind of on like one end of it, you can just kind of you can point out like something really kind of minor, like if someone I don't know, say for example, if someone has an annoying laugh. And then you kind of say, hmm, that's an interesting laugh. Again, just something like that based on the tone of it, that can be like really, really low level passive aggression. Whereas internally, there's just like, they're making that noise again and I fucking hate them. I just put that down as sarcasm rather than passive aggression because with passive aggression, that's when I think someone, because when I hear the word aggression, I think that someone's actually going to get to the point where they physically cannot contain themselves anymore so if someone's being well, that's a, when it's on the other side well like that's <clears> when it's on the other end of the scale well it's like i've got a friend who when he gets cheesed off he starts over enunciating his consonants um which is pure pass passive aggressive where it's just a bit like so you're you're trying to attack me or insult me by over enunciating your t's in your sentence do you know what i mean and 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 like when like when i've been on the receiving end of that if anything because it's so obvious with like aggression and passive aggression when someone's like that my natural response is to do the opposite because i know that if i was to respond quite easily and comfortably in the same manner that they are i know it's not going to solve the situation and it de-escalates it to some level because it's not going up to level 10 if, if we have a sliding scale of between 1 and 10, 1, you're absolutely calm, 10, you are going to smack someone, right? If someone's, like, being passive-aggressive to, like, a level 6 or 7, rather than try and match them to level 6 or 7 or even go beyond that, go to 8 or 9, just go to level 2 or 3. Um, 
I want to add to like kind of flatly agree with you, but that really depends on who you're talking to. Of course. I think, you, you know, let's, small disclaimer, this is not to be used as general life advice. There are some situations where responding with any level of passive aggression is a bad idea. And, uh, passive aggression, really? What what about it? You, you <laughs> see, you so you're saying that being passive aggressive is not a good thing. It's not sort of way to go about things. N- not as a generalized thing because it depends on what people's you know various t- people's buttons are. Passive aggression can sometimes be really like contemptuous as well. Like it can it can sometimes be the worst thing to do because whilst it's not you know kind of upfront loud or you know if it's in person potentially violent then. It, it depends on the situation. If I'm angry about something, but it'll, ultimately I'm angry with somebody that, I don't know, I'm trying to de-escalate a situation with, then if they meet me with passive aggression, I'm just going to think, this prick isn't taking me seriously at all. They can go and fuck themselves. Mm. Why do people get so hung up on how other people make them feel? Could you not just kind of go in meet them in the middle again it's dependent on circumstance because that's the thing obviously i'm not a confrontational person yeah, yeah. i do want to to meet people in the middle but at the same time it de- it it really depends because if it's somebody that now this is not a situation i think i've ever been in in my life but if i was in a random face-to-face argument with a stranger then really kind of how they respond to me i'll just be like right okay if this person's going to act like a prick then i'm just going to walk away i couldn't give a toss Mm. whereas if it's somebody that you care about like if it's a close friend or a relative or a partner or anything and they were to and you were kind of you know upset and angry about something and then they met you with passive aggression you'd be like jesus christ this is this is awful because I don't know, I suppose it's just kind of like a lack of care and empathy, really. Because I think anger is an understandable emotion. It just depends on how you how you display it in the first place. But well, it's, it's, it's animalistic, isn't it? It's one of the pure, basic, core emotions that's what makes us human. Mm. Uh, but I think, <clears throat> I understand what you're saying, Tom. It's just, isn't there a part of you that kind of thinks in your head... If you've got someone, like for example, if Alex is really pissed off about something, and he's really ang- like he's passive aggressive towards you, um, when you're absolutely calm, and and the reason for Alex being passive aggressive has nothing to do with you, you could take it. What you have a choice, don't you, Tom? You can take it one of two mm. ways. You can either take it to heart, take it personally, feel like he's having an attack and a dig at you, and then kind of be a bit like, well, Alex, you know, I think you're being a bit of an idiot, so go fuck yourself. Or you could do the other option of just being like, just allow Alex to have his space to rant or to feel angry and to let it out of his system and to not take how he's responding to heart. And so then when he does, because he's not going to be like it forever, when he does de-escalate, then you could be like, all right, mate, let's check in. How are you? Yeah, but I think that's also, I don't think that's necessarily specific to whether or not I mean, again, sorry, Alex, to paint you as, like, the antagonist here. Yeah, but, it, <laughs> but, like, this is the thing. Like, I feel like, I don't know if we're all on a different wavelength when it comes to passive-aggressive or passive-aggression. Okay. Because, for me, like, me being passive-aggressive is, I'm not, I, I, can, I'm, I can be 
I could be stressed at the situation. I could be stressed with the person. Uh-huh. Um, mm. But I, I am passive about how I approach the situation. That's not what I see as passive aggression. That's essentially taking the effort to kind of rationalise and break it down and react calmly. Passive aggression to me is when somebody is maybe even potentially being kind of like overly nice. Like the the first thing that I think of when I think of passive aggression is very, very low level and it's very, very specific, but I'm fairly sure everyone knows like at least one person like this. When I was at uni, there were a couple of people in my halls in first year who were, for want of a better phrase, slobs. And, you know, didn't, like, clear up after themselves at all. Mm-hmm. Um, their rooms were a state, and then, obviously, when they'd been in a shared space, that was a state. Didn't like it. But what I didn't do is what, like, one of the people decided to do. And they started putting out, like, li- little flowery post-it notes. Like, if you are going to wear the same clothes for four days in a row... Would you mind wearing some deodorant or something like that? And it's just... You know, so I like uh, that. I like that. It's advice. But that's patronising and sarcastic. Yes, but it's advice. It's a nicer way of saying, Oi, you wanker, you stink. How about you change your well, clothes yeah. <laughs> and have a shower? Well, no, that's just no, that, that's just like you bit reacting the way they would, but just not shouting. Or what if you just go, oh, say, say for example, his name's Mike. And, you know, you sat in a shared environment and Mike walks in wearing the same clothes that he's been wearing for the last week. And he's sort of sat there, he's like, oh, hello, Mike. Ah, so I haven't changed your clothes. Yeah, now I can tell by the smell. It's just, you know... Well, no, no, for me, like, with with you, if you had that dialogue with Mike, I, I would, when Mike would leave the room, or even if he was in the room, I'd probably say to you, Alex, you don't have to be patronising about it. Why don't you just say it to him? It's not patronising, it's just being sarcastic. If you've got somebody saying these words, yes, if they were to be taken at face value as somebody being pleasant and giving advice, sure. But you know full well when somebody's written that post-it note and they've underlined things in like three different colours, then that's not where they're coming from with it. And also, slightly tangentially, is this mic some distant long lost fling of shitty pat <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't been mentioned in a while I feel she needs a bit of a shout out well, I, thought, I thought her name was Rio no it was Pat just shout Pat <laughs> shitty Rio no yeah so, so yeah, imagine shout, shout so imagine Pat <laughs> came in and again she'd sat on um, a lion bar and in a it was a whisper before a, a whisper yeah. bar uh, in her back uh, pocket so it looks like her in white trousers. In white trousers, so it looks like she stained herself, you know, she soiled herself. Would you be sarcastic to her, or would you just say, is it okay if you change that, because the smell is quite bad? Which one gets to the point quicker, Alex? Do you know what? I've, no, cause, do you know, I've, I'm in this situation now in real life. With what? With a customer. All right. Well, Oh, another story. Go but on. the customer no longer um, comes to us. Okay. But... He would come in. He wasn't looking after himself hygienically at all. He stank. He stunk. Of what? Everything you can imagine somebody who soils their pants can smell like and doesn't wash their clothes. 
Okay, so all of those things then? Yes. Right, okay. And we were patient. <laughs> Gets no one on the same page. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. We were patient, we were patient, we were patient, and eventually we went, I'm really sorry, until you sort out your hygiene, you, you cannot come in you here. you got to get out. And we're not the first ones to say it. How so, did he respond? Um, we haven't seen him since. Wow. So when you said, like, you know, we've been patient, we've been patient, had it been addressed with him by staff before? Yes, because we were gradually standing further and further away from him when we were talking to him. <laughs> I mean, that's that's not really addressing it, though, is it? It was addressing it was it was addressing my sense of smell. <laughs> no, it was being sensitive towards your sense of smell. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it was. But I wouldn't say that's direct enough to say you know we've tried to address this. Okay. Well, when I used to take a deep breath, mm-hmm. if mm-hmm. I was going to go right next to him. Do what I needed to do. Quickly talk, go away, then exhale. So you go... Yeah, I exhale, then inhale again once I was further away. Right, okay. (gasps) So will it be, Dave, you're going to have a pint of culling and you're also going to have a packet of bacon (laughs) crackers? Yeah, is that right? I think it'll be much more slower than (gasps) that. Hi, Dan, how's it going? What can I get you? (laughs) (laughs) And this is like, can I have a Guinness, please? Yeah, that's fine. Give me a minute. And then you just said, Why is he talking through a voice box? <laughs> what, what? What? Who's talking through your voice you box? You are. I'll have a pint of Guinness, please. Yeah, because he hasn't. He, well, he hasn't cleared his throat in a week, so <laughs> he saw. His- again, f- fun fact, because I did this the last time. I again did something that serves no benefit to either of you or the listeners. I put my fist up to my throat to simulate a voice box. At that point. <laughs> The, the audio medium really is denying you of some gold. It is. I'm just, just going to tell you that now. But it is wonders and others. But right, okay, so you experienced this in real life, Alex, okay? So were you... You said, oh, we tried to help you. Or we, we've tried to kind of pre-warn you. Did you mean sarcastically? How did you actually approach him? Did you just go up to him? Is the first I used to approach him, so I'd be... <gasps> that's it. So I'd be like 10 foot away or what? Dave! And then I would inhale a deep breath. Yes. It's enough for me to go over, do what I need to do, and then get away before I start breathing again. Uh, you didn't speak to him yourself? Uh, no, like... no, somebody else did. Somebody else did, right, okay. What, another member of staff or another patron? An, uh, another member of staff. Do you know what they said? Yeah. They said, until you sort out your hygiene, you can't come in here anymore. Oh, no, no, sorry. I thought that was the last... before that? Yeah. Yeah. I I was told... Oh, before that? Yeah. Um, No. See, that's the thing. You said earlier, you know, kind of, we've tried to address it. Yeah, we did. Keeping your distance is not addressing it. (laughs) We'd be over this. We we would mention it to each other and other people. Did you mention it to him? We... I don't know if you may have overheard. I'll take that as a no. So, right. <laughs> I was going to say that that is definitely a no. Yeah, yeah. Because the thing is that if you didn't mention it to him before, then the problem wasn't solved. Nose blindness is a thing. Yeah, I know. But do, do you know? Because I, I think it got mentioned by somebody else, like um, a member of like social services, and he has an excuse. 
right? It, 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 I mean, it, there's there's a lot going on there. There's a lot going on there, but yeah, th- 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 there are reasons for it. I guess the point is that we were talking earlier on about how, um, like with Mike, but with he's the example. Stunk. Like yeah 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 yeah, but we're using like not Mike. Yeah yeah, Mike's made up. Like we're using Mike as an example by where your approach would be being sarcastic, overly sarcastic, and you're saying it's being helpful. Yeah. Whereas I was saying that doesn't get to the point of the problem fast enough. But then Tom was also, but then Tom was saying about how you don't need to be passive aggressive so then what so, do you do then i guess this is the thing with all three of us we would approach it slightly differently like with if it was me if someone if mike came in and he absolutely stank and he hadn't washed in days i would say to him mike not to be unkind or anything but it's okay if you just sort this thing out because i'm noticing that more, uh, when you're within the vicinity there's a certain smell i don't know what it is i don't know if it's your clothes I don't know if it's something in your room that's rotting i don't know if it's something to do with me or whatever but it's okay if we both just try and do this because if we both try and do this then that will go is that all right me i'm mike no it's something to do with you mate it's something to do with me yeah all right okay what what is it about me mike that's the problem well, you, you you gave it as one of the options as to what it could be, and you said it could be something to do with you. So I'm saying us, Mike. Yeah, but nobody else has said anything. Maybe if you cleaned your ears, then maybe there wouldn't be a problem. Well, no, maybe you, you could no, hear what I'm saying. No, because you did say uh, maybe it's something to do with me. You did say those words. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it is something to do with you because okay, nobody else. So, so Mike, Nobody you've done. Oh, so, okay, all right, Mike. I'll tell you what. Yep, it's totally me. It's all my fault. I smell really bad, and I need yeah. to sort it out. Okay. Yeah. Um, do sorry, you wash? Sorry to tell. No, do you wash, Mike? Do you wash, Mike? Yeah. Sorry, you do. What do you wash with? A skunk? No. No. What, what do you um, wash with? I, I wash. I wash with my hands. You wash your hands? No, I wash with my hands. Okay, and and, and does this take place in the shower? It takes place where there's water, yes. All right, brilliant. Okay, whether whether uh, can you actually just Mike? It's really pissing me off. Can you just answer the question? Do you actually have a shower? Well, yes, my room is exactly the same as yours. Then why? Okay, yeah. So then why did you answer the previous answers and be like, oh yes, there's a place where it has water? Why don't you just say yes? Well, sometimes you know, it could be from a sink, could be a bathtub, could be. Do you use a bathtub Uh, and a shower? What like? Why does that concern you? Why does it concern me? I'm asking because you're saying I smell when I don't think I do, and I'm wanting to but, check to make sure yeah, we're on you, the same page. But we're you not. said you said that I smell. No, I didn't say well, you, you smell. You, you were hinting, but then you sort of said it could be something to do with with you. you like you said those words. I was listing out options. So, it could be yeah, you. It could be me. It could be us. Yeah, could be your dead cat. I don't know. Yeah, because you're one of the only people that said it. Right. It's, I think it's something to do with you, mate. Sorry. But your social circle isn't that big, Mike. Yeah. I'm your I only don't mate. Know, I don't know why you're getting so angry. I've only I'm come, not getting angry. I'm just trying to sort I've this only, out. I've only just come in here to get my tub of lard and then go back to my room to play Call of Duty. Again? Yeah. I've, I haven't completed it yet. I'm playing it online. <sighs> so, from that little exchange, <laughs> we've learned that Nick goes from almost... A, I, I'm going to say, Nick... And enjoy this because it's not going to last long. In your defence, the first five ten seconds of that, I think how you approach that, I would probably be too nervous to do that. But I think it was perfect. Thank you. However, <laughs> yeah, 
drink that in. I'm drinking it in. Imme- immediately after that, you turned into a complete prick. <laughs> <laughs> Did I turn into a complete prick? He was attacking me for no reason. I wasn't attacking you. Well, no, so Mike, I'm not saying Mike, you, I'm saying Mike. Mike wasn't attacking you. Mike just answered with one of the options that, that you gave him. <laughs> and you didn't like that as the answer. i tell you what, uh, Mike, um, my friend Tom is here. Um, yeah, no, he's taking. Yeah, 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 yeah. Tom is taking um, over my room because I'm moving out for a year or so. So is it okay if you discuss this matter with Tom? Because I don't want Tom to get the wrong vibe or anything, yeah? So is it okay if we, like, just so you chat to him about this problem? Is that all right? Yeah. Um, uh, do right, you mate. think there's going to be a problem when Nick stops bringing his smelly friends, um, Tom? I don't know Nick's smelly friends. I don't know Nick. Okay, because they come round and apparently they're, they're keeping a, a lingering smell about the place. I, I don't know, because I'm always in my room, you see, so um, I only come out to get some lard. Have you recently sharted? Um, I, not in the last couple of days, no. Okay, we're done here. And then I'll just leave and not come back. I'll, I'll crash on someone's sofa <laughs> and end the discussion. <laughs> what, so rather than confront the situation, you would just let it You'd just go. You you wouldn't try to be like. I'd move. <laughs> I'd leave the county. <laughs> Actually, you know, let let's be fair here. I would probably just kind of. I I don't want to admit this, but I would just suck it up because okay. I hate being confrontational. I, again, I do I do think that the best way to do it would be to kind of have an upfront, friendly, without being condescending conversation. And I think, Nick, as I say, you started that in the first sentence and then it just went. Yes. <laughs> well, it, well, the thing is, is that it's it's a, it's a hard thing to do. It's hard to be trying to be reasonable and calm and polite and not seeming like you're having a go at someone. We were just trying out all of our methods. So I tried my method. It started off okay and then went downhill a bit. Tom... A bit. (laughs) Tom, you avoided the entire problem full stop. Um, That's how I've managed to live happily for 34 years. (laughs) Um, Alex, so what was your approach? Well, he's Mike. He hasn't had the chance to think of an approach. Well, (laughs) well, the thing is is that what I'm thinking is Mike's had a head transplant um, and he's gone into your body, Tom. Which is famously not a thing. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm thinking he's had a brain transplant. He's now in your body, Tom, and you are going... You're living with... um, you're living with Alex. Are you organising a role play for me without my consent? That's totally what I'm doing. Tom, come on. We've right. always wanted to role play. Not as somebody who I'm immediately imagining as looking like me, but just <laughs> per- permanently scratching their ass and looking confused. <laughs> Go. All right, mate. Yeah, 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 I'm fine. Um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, it's good. To, yeah. Good to good to see you. Yeah, you, yeah, you too, mate. Um, oh, um, by the way, I forgot to say because um, it's just been Christmas, hasn't it? We just had Christmas, and um, it's happened. It happens to me every year, but I'm not really going to use it. Um, but I've got loads of uh, Links Africa, which you can have. Because oh, um, so it's, it's all right, mate. I'm I'm not twelve years old, mate. Yeah, I know. I know you're not. I, I can tell. I can tell that. I'd, I'd hope so, mate. I'm 53. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, but uh, what, so what, what ones? What, what do you use? Because I, I use sort of like um, Ted Baker. I don't really think that's any of your business, mate. No. Oh yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Um, I'd just be interested because. Um, are you uh, are you doing are you doing some of that uh, market research? Are you? Yeah. Kind of. I just I like getting recommendations from people. I just want to know what you use in the because um, when I when I have a shower, I use original source. Have you used original source? Uh, it makes uh, makes my balls sting, mate. Yeah, see, I like it. <laughs> Not that it makes your balls sting, but is this, you, is this uh, some some kind of sexual thing, mate? No, 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 not at all. No, no, God, no, no. So it seems it seems like you're a bit weird to me, mate. I don't know if I want to carry on this conversation. Well, we, we, we don't we don't have to. We don't have to carry on this conversation. I just you know, you smell. <laughs> the silence is uh, is Mike offing himself out of the nearest window. <laughs> De-escalation 101 with Alex. Fantastic. Oh, God. That was brilliant. <laughs> so um, that's how we deal with uh, confrontational situations. <laughs> I was going to say, I think, I think we can all agree we all deal with it poorly. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we are the last authority you want to listen to. About We're all just quietly angry. Although, although, although Nick got audibly quite angry in his... Um... He did. Well, I, I got audibly angry. Tom just left the room and you just seemed like... <laughs> it was. You got Mike was, to leave the room. It, it, was sca- it was like glittered with sarcasm, but then massively kind of seeming like you were just going to have a never-ending conversation with him. Probably like 24 hours later, you'd still be in the same... <laughs> One thing that Alex and I clearly had in common is that we wanted to do everything within our power to avoid the situation. Um, you know, it took it took me being a, a massive dickhead to uh, to actually get him to confront the situation. I didn't want to talk about it at all. And Nick, again, begrudgingly to your credit, you did. Yeah, um, I win in negotiating in life. <laughs> Going back to what you said a little bit ago about us all being quietly angry, is that not the British experience? Yeah, I think it is. It is, isn't it? It's like keep calm and have a cup of tea. Everything's shit, but we have caffeine. Yeah, yeah, everything's shit. Just remain calm about it. Yeah, ain't changing. Well, you know, it's like we, we, the British, we're constantly apologising for you know that kind of Hugh Grant thing of oh, oh, oh yes, oh, I'm terribly sorry, even though you're just stood there breathing um and yeah and and we like our cue systems and all of that i just think that i love queuing actually i don't know it stresses me out but it it does stress you out but um fucks me off um (laughs) but the thing is is that with 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 just right the thing is Here we, go. Here, we go. Here we go. Actually, I've got an issue about this. <laughs> Is that your mother listening to a Christmas film? For fuck's sake. Right. Hey, hey, before, before we go on any further. Go on. Now, obviously, we've gone two episodes since then, I think. Or is it? No. no I was going to say, you've spoken about it twice. So. With deep passion. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's still happening. What do you mean? It's, what? We are here. We've gone past the middle of February. And it's still happening. I'm still in in another room, and I can hear Christmas music blaring out of the television because right. some shitty choir in a shitty fifty pound budget Christmas film. Because my mum's watching it. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but if it was happening at the end of January, 
it's going to be happening pretty much for the rest of the year. And this episode is going to be coming out at the beginning of March. So when people are listening to this, it would have been past that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, it's still happening. Yeah. Well, maybe she heard the podcast and thought... She really hasn't. She really wants to annoy you. It's just I don't get it. Fucking hell. The days are getting brighter. Should start getting warmer soon. No one's thinking about Christmas. Except in this house. Just, it's not needed. I mean, yes, admittedly, I'm in my 30s. I should probably think about moving out. I think you bloody should. But that's not the issue. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is. (laughs) Anyway, so without wanting to go ranting again, as I quite often do. Um, really, I hadn't noticed. You're the master of it. Yeah, I know, I know, but I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to be calm with my anger management. Not that I'm on an anger management course, but so when I listen to this back, I feel like I should be. Um, <laughs> we all do. Yes. Uh, so yeah. Um, I think we've kind of covered it in a very strange way, haven't we, in terms of that we all experience anger differently, so therefore we react to anger differently and and with with that comes comes the wrath. Mm-hmm. I'm now feeling quite guilty that Mike actually jumped out the window and he is dead, he did kill himself. And now I have to live with that guilt because I didn't address I didn't address it. Very well, when I should have just said to him from the off, you smell. See, uh, his ghost is going to be haunting you now. It's just going to be hanging yeah. over your head when you're cowering in the corner of your room trying to drown out the Christmas music. And you just hear him going, you shouldn't have been talking about me like that. Christmas music on in the background. I'll be watching Girls on Film. Yeah. Uh, but still Girls feeling this guilt. Film. Yeah, see, you're paying attention. There you go. I wonder if every, one of everyone else's, because I dropped in another one as well. I... I yeah, I don't think I noticed. Although, just as a fun little side fact, when I was younger, my sister always used to sing Girls on Wheels, which just makes it a more amusing song. <laughs> Girls on Wheels! Brilliant. Anyway. Yeah, I mean... Go on. Look now, look all around. I mean, it's just... <laughs> what? There's no sign of life. You're really trying so hard. I'm it's trying really hard. Really it's it supposed up. to be subtle, Nick. For fuck's sake, <laughs> can't do it, bro. <laughs> but yeah, I suppose we've uh, we kind of wrapped it all up with anger and wrath. We have, as I'm sure we would all be angry if we didn't have one of these. It is, of course, the return of Nick's crap DVD giveaway, and uh, this week. We wanted to distance ourselves from just kind of the basic, what makes you angry? We've had that. It was quite good. But we figured, judging from some of your competition entries before, you're all very intelligent and thoughtful people. And we want you to tell us, either made up or real, what is your favourite swear word? It can be in any language you choose under the caveat that I can at least try and pronounce it when we next do this, uh, when we read them out. Um, It can be a combination of many. That tends to be my go-to, like cockwaffle or something along those lines. Non-specific example. Um, But yeah, we want to hear what are your favourite swear words. So 
do please email them to us at Alex. Our bottom podcast at yahoo.com. Just to stress, that is one A in Yahoo. <laughs> you can yeah, also. Uh, <laughs> is it? Yahoo. You can yeah. find us on the Facebooks at Our Bottom Podcast. On the Instagram at Our Bottom Podcast. And nowhere else. Uh, we would like to. Our Bottom Podcast. I think it's finished, Alex. Our Bottom Podcast. For telling us your favourite swear word. Uh, you will win a copy of Pocahontas. <laughs> Why? What? There's never any thematic reason, Alex. Don't. I give know, him but the I like to try and find one. <laughs> You're gonna be there for my own while, personal but... amusement. <laughs> I imagine the Native Americans were quite angry. Yeah. So, we would like to stress that we have uh, expanded our podcasting empire. Since the last episode, we are uh, we are now not just exclusively available on Spotify. We are also on Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. Um, we're having a look around and seeing where else we belong, where else we'll have us. Um, channel Four. We definitely are Channel Four. I'm the white reincarnation of Big Nasty. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note, <laughs> on that bombshell. Um, yeah, uh, this has been this has been a very enjoyable episode. I hope I hope you've enjoyed listening to it uh, as much as we've enjoyed recording it. I was going to say I think you're making a bold claim that it's been enjoyable for everyone, but I had a good time. I've had a good time. Um, I'm not sure about Nick, but that adds to it. If Nick hasn't had a good time, then we've definitely had a good time. That's how I see anything yeah. anything that we do with Nick. Yeah. Um, so. Um, yeah, thank you all for um, tuning in again and listening and getting this far into the episode. Uh, come and find us on uh, Our Bottom Podcast uh, on, on Facebook and in- Instagram. Get involved on our, our Bottom Podcast at yahoo.com. Come at us with anything, anything funny um, that, that we might end up putting into a show. Um, or just give us some feedback, what you like and what you don't like. And uh, yeah, so it's goodbye from me. Goodbye. And Nick, bye, and Tom. Toodaloo.